Okay, James Harrison is the scariest individual on the planet Earth. That is my personal opinion. He is a middle linebacker for the Steelers, or was for most of his career. He's now retired. Uh, this guy was absolutely, positively vicious. He was undrafted, uh, went to a small college, never really highly recruited. He had to work for absolutely everything, positively. And he turned himself into one of the absolute best middle linebackers uh, of his era, and probably one of the most fined. I mean, this guy seemed like he got fined weekly for just devastating hit after devastating hit. Well, he's made the news recently because his sons came home uh, with participation trophies, right? They were involved in like a peewee football league and uh, they got trophies and he sent them back. <laughs> he posted to Twitter, he said, I'm not allowing my sons to have these because sometimes you do your best or sometimes you show up and you still don't win, right? Well, that's how a lot of us act when it comes to giving. We act like if we just show up and, and, and do our small part that we should be celebrated for it. Well, God has so much more in store when it comes to giving than mere participation. Today we're looking at kingdom giving. And I know the first thing I s happens when I say the word giving is everybody thinks about money. Okay? That is such a small part of it. So do not close your ears. Do not lean back in your seats. Do not close your eyes and do not fall asleep. Because if anybody starts that, I will call you out. I'm, of course, kidding. But we are in Exodus chapter 35. Uh, it is when Moses and the Israelites get the instructions for the tabernacle. Okay? Here's the problem with this. They're supposed to build this big, ornate, beautiful, traveling tabernacle that God is going to uh, live in and be, be housed in. And, and that's where he'll spend his time when he's among the people. Uh, they don't have a darn thing. Okay? They don't have anything. And so... How are they going to get these things that they need? Uh, well, God calls Moses to bring an offering. And if you'll look with me, Exodus 35, verses 4 and 5, this is what they say. Um, yeah, there we go. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. Now, I have to just mention one thing right now, okay? God did not command people to give. He commanded Moses to take an offering. When I first read this, and I was like, God commanded... This doesn't really seem like an offering. But he, he commanded Moses to take the offering, not the people themselves to give. Moving on. Uh, he said, from what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. Okay, so when you hear gold, silver, and bronze, what do you think of? Because I know what I think of, right? Money, right? I, let's just be honest. I think gold, silver, bronze, I think money. I like money. I don't want to give... Uh, if I'm being honest, more money than I have to give at times because things are tight and, and I just, money is useful, money is important. When we hear gold, silver, and bronze in our society, we think money. That's just what our mind goes to. In this society, while it, it kind of worked that way, you have to understand that these things were being used for craftsmanship, okay? They were going to uh, ornate designs and they were going to be there for, um, you know, just, just uh, chess pieces and different kind of things in, in the tabernacle. Um, so not money, okay? There's not like there's a, a dollar general out there or um, Dick's Five and Dime. There might have been a Walmart. I don't know about that. Walmart uh, seems to be everywhere. Uh, but it's not like they could just pull their money together and, and go pay for goods. They didn't have that capability. So monetary giving, that's the first thing they're looking for. And then in uh, verses 6 through 9, it moves on. It says this. Um, 
blue, purple, scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, uh, ram skins dyed red, which I can imagine was a hot commodity, and uh, another type of durable leather, uh, acacia, I can't never say this word, acacia, I think that may be in right, I have no idea, wood, okay, type of wood, very good, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and fragrant incense, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece. Okay, so what's the second thing we're looking for here? It's goods, right? What can you have? What can you offer? What, what might you be able to help um, further the building of the tabernacle? You know, when we first expanded our church, we, we, we kind of needed help with a lot of things. Painting and, and uh, you know, people supplied paint and we supplied paintbrushes and the paint trays. And, and what is it that you have that you might be able to give so that we can build this house of the Lord. That's what they're looking for, okay? So we have monetary. That's one thing we're searching for. And then the second thing we're looking for is goods. What might you possibly be able to offer up goods-wise to further the building of the tabernacle? He goes on in Exodus 35.10, and he says this, All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. Okay. Skill. Skill. See, we all have special skills. We all have things we're good at. We all have things we're passionate at, right? Dave can play the drums. Jack can play the drums. If one of them is missing or the vice versa, sometimes they can fill in for each other. And we really don't miss that much of a beat, if any beat. I don't know. But I'll tell you, if you put me behind the drums, we're going to miss lots of beats. Okay? We're going to be missing all kinds of things. And you're not going to enjoy your worship service because I don't have that skill. But we have people in this church that do have that skill. And just like each and every one of you has skills that you can offer, things that you're passionate about, whether you have a mind for business or you have an artistic ability or you can play an instrument or you can teach or you can lead a small group. If you have skill, we need that to build the church. And so Moses is calling and he's saying, any of you that have skill, any of you that have ability, any of you that can make things, we need you. Okay? And if there's one thing we need to learn from this, it's this. Giving is not one-dimensional. It's not one-dimensional. We think so much and we're so focused uh, a lot of times on giving money. And I know, if I'm being honest, you hear about that a lot here, and it's just the reality of our situation. Uh, we're month to month, sometimes week to week, and we have to be real about it and talk to you about where we are monetarily. But that is only one tiny fraction of what God has for his people when it comes to kingdom giving. Okay? We see in these verses that we just read the call. God's calling the people to give. He's stirring in their hearts. Later in Exodus uh, chapter 35, 20 and 21, we have their response. This is what they say. Well, I, um, that's not good. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll look up what we have. <laughs> Exodus 35, 20 and 21. I've got it right here. We'll be fine. I apologize to everyone. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, okay, for all its service and for all its sacred garments. We have all that were willing, okay? 
Now that's an important part here. Remember, we're not commanding to give. This is something that happens. It's the model of how the church survives. God stirs in people's hearts, the people respond, and the church thrives. It's the same business model that the church, if you want to call it a business model, that the church has been using for thousands of years. God stirs in our hearts, we obey the call, and the church thrives. That is kingdom giving, okay? It's not about how much you give or what you give. It's the fact that you're listening to what God is calling from you, and you're obeying that call. That is what we're looking for. That is what God intends when it comes to giving. See, sometimes, if we're being honest, though, problems arise. Uh, That happens when we convince ourselves that we deserve a trophy just for showing up, right? Just for giving. Well, I I put my tin in the offering plate. Um, I showed up to this event and worked, or I gave a paintbrush when they asked for one, and I'm doing a great job. And I'm not saying you're not, and I'm not saying we're not appreciative, because we are, and without those gifts, we would not be where we are today. What I am saying is that sometimes God calls you to give more. And sometimes God calls you to give something else on top of what you're giving. Some of you have a skill that you need to be using to further Crosspoint Fellowship's mission. Some of you have an ability and a drive to further the kingdom of God. And if we're not obeying God's call and if we're not listening to what he's putting on our hearts, we're missing out on kingdom giving and that experience that he has for us. We have the ability to further the kingdom of God, not just with our money, not just with our goods, but with the things and the skills that we can provide. And it's important that we do that. The problem with this approach, when we think, oh, I I did this, or I, I gave my tithe, or I showed up here, it becomes a task. We, we check it off our list, right? Well, I paid my mortgage, and there's my insurance, there's my cell phone bill, here's my tithe. Uh, just one more thing off the list. But giving isn't a task. Okay, it's not a task. It's not just something that we do. Giving is a spirit that is ingrained in us. See, God himself is the almighty and great giver. As I was studying for this lesson, I just kept going back to the times where he gave and he gave and he gave. He gave life and he gave forgiveness and he gave freedom to the Israelites. He gave his son to die on a cross. And I look in my own life and my own experience and I see everywhere that God has given and given and given and provided. And I wonder, do I have the same spirit that God has? Because as a fan of Christ, that should be our ultimate goal, to share the Spirit of God. To share the Spirit of God. Are we doing our best to listen to the call? Are we ingrained in who God is? Are we trying to be more like Him? Or are we just focused on checking a task off our list? I feel like this is one of those times you all should look at me where I should say I'm not mad. I, I have an intense preacher face. I don't, I, my family tells me about this all the time. That was me trying to smile. I apologize. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. Uh, focused maybe a little bit, but um, passionate definitely. Because God has so much in, more in store for us than just checking something off our list. He wants us to be part of a community of believers who gives and follows his word 
and thrives and does great things. Crosspoint has the ability to be just that. It's one of the reasons I love this place so much. It's one of the reasons I was so excited to come and serve here is because I've seen that from the beginning. People are more than willing to jump in and more than willing to give and more than willing to uh, just participate in the things that we do. But what if God is calling you specifically to do more or to give more or to work in another area? Are you going to follow that call? Are you going to listen to what God has for you. It's that hear and follow relationship that you always hear us talking about. Do you hear what God wants from you? Are you following his command? If we all do that together, we are going to see things take off like never before. See, the great thing about the offering and the great thing about the things uh, people did, they brought all their goods together, they pulled them together. Together they were able to accomplish an awesome task. And they were able to provide for their needs. This matches up with our story here at Crosspoint so well because it's week by week that leadership and, and hopefully you just see needs being met. You know, we get these emails, these celebratory emails sometimes. Yeah, we did it. We got another month. And that's because of the generosity and the hearts that people have. But giving is more, like I said, than just a task, more than a thing we do. It's part of being in a relationship with God. It's a spirit that we partake in. You know, it doesn't matter to what we give if we're not giving it with the right heart, if we're not giving it in the right light. If we look at 2 Corinthians 9, 7, do we have this one? Boom. We do. 2 Corinthians 9.7 says this, that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You want to learn about giving? Go and look at all of Corinthians chapter 9. Paul hits the nail on the head. But oftentimes we always think about the amount we give or what we have to give or when we have to give it. And we don't think about the fact that what God truly cares about is the heart behind the giver. It's the heart behind the giver. If we look in history, the offerings that he took and the offerings that we see given, some of the ones that were most celebrated were the ones where the heart was the most behind it. You know, the widow who gave her last coin was celebrated more than those who could give ten times as much as she Is your heart in the right spot? That's kingdom giving. It's hearing the call, responding to the call, watching the church thrive, and pushing the heart of Jesus out to all those who may be a part of it. God puts within us a spirit of giving. Every single one of us has it. Every single one of us has something specific to give. And quite frankly, if, if, if you personally or I personally, we don't give our part, I mean, somebody else has to compensate for that. And for this thing to work the best, for the church to truly thrive and be its most effective and for the mission of God to be pushed out, into all the world like it's supposed to be, each one of us needs to be filling our role.
as the band comes up, I'm going to pray, and, and, and we need to think and be mindful and be praying about, God, what, what would you have me to give? Am I doing everything that you want me to do? Am I giving everything that you want me to give? Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for uh, the ability to uh, just be in your presence and, and be among your people, Lord. Um, you love us, and we know that. And, and sometimes I think, Lord, um, our relationship with you becomes more of a task than, than um, a relationship, more than a spirit. Um, and, Lord, we, we need to be... Uh, 100% bought into to what you would have from us in order for us to um, thrive and be successful like, like you would have us be. Lord, I pray as we, we go through this time that uh, you just lay on our hearts what you would have each and every one of us to give as an individual. Maybe you'd have some of us work in the children's area or maybe you'd have us some of us uh, work on the admin team or with the students or whatever it might be, Lord. I know that each and every one of us has a gift, each and every one of us has a talent, we have something special to offer that, that no one else truly can. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, you just put the desire in our hearts to find what that may be and to follow through with that and to obey uh, your word and your commands. In your son's name we pray. Amen.